I need to. Why does she still have access to that? Get rid of that. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the cascading Shaunter. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? <laughs> Al, I'm going to go with you because I am pretty sure I asked you what a Shaunter is, and I don't remember you asking, but that may have been because I was also doing other things at the same what time. What does it look like? Like a chauffeur, but with a T? No. Go go with go with Ch, not Sh. Ch. Chaunt? I don't know. Like a chanter, someone who sings like a busker. Oh, I see. Yes, lovely. Um, what have you been up to? Uh, so, um, I'm currently undertaking a woodworking project. Very unlike any of us to do woodworking. Um, well, really, it's a it's a car project masquerading as a wood project. Um, <laughs> I thought it was high time to refurbish the luxurious walnut trim in the Peugeot. Um, Basically, everything in the back of the car is fine, but everything in the front of the car is faded and chipped and worn and disgusting and shot to shit. Yeah. So I chipped all the lacquer off. It smelled horrifically. I don't know what kind of lacquer it was, but it was really rank. And then the wood underneath smelled really bad. Sanded it all back, went through the grits, yacht varnish, and now it's looking like a delicious candied apple Jolly Rancher. Piece Ooh, of walnut burl, nice. Um, and unfortunately, upon removing said wooden trim, revealed a menagerie of shattered plastic underneath, <laughs> which makes me now understand why a lot of the switches weren't working. Because basically, mm-hmm. you were pushing the switch, and the plastic was just moving underneath. <laughs> yeah. um, so, the wooden job led to a plastic job, which then became um, something which Nate actually brought up in the. Uh, fills with tools group on Facebook, which was about how to weld plastic or how to repair plastic pieces. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. uh, and basically set up a little jig, put all the broken shattered plastic pieces into the jig and then, it. and then welded them all back together with soldering iron. And it worked really well. It's really cool. Oh yeah. So li- literally like TIG welding. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it works great. Um, Do you reckon you could add in, like yeah, so you get filler. So as long as you got the same type of plastic, you can use a filler rod. Because I was gonna say, could you just use like three uh, D printing filament and just mm. blip, blip, blip? if it's the same like HDP I, or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, depending on what it is. But the the only thing is there wasn't any symbol on the parts. Yeah. So short of me tasting it or knowing plastics inside out, I didn't know mm-hmm. which plastic it was. Would it would it need to be like yeah. if it was just filler rod? Would it need to be the same? Because like yeah. surely it would be like oh, like brazing. No, because it won't bond. The, the 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 plastic polymers won't intertwine. Mm. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's great. So they're so they're back in, ready to go in. Um, nice. And initially, it was it was not meant to be either of those types of jobs. It was a mechanical job. I was just taking the gear linkages out <laughs> to replace the clutch. Um, and then it was one of those oh, things. Oh, yeah. yes. So it was one exactly. of those things where, like, oh, I'm going to undo the gear stick to get to the gear linkages. And then I'll take oh, the bit yeah, off. No. Then, oh, I'm just going to take this bit of walnut off and then put that in. And then the next thing you know, I'm I'm yeah. tiling the bathroom. I've, I've very much been there several times. Cool. Uh, so, ah, it was cold water. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a, a good weekend. 
Weekend? Week. Uh, it was the weekend. Well, fair. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? I have been mostly uh, doing a bunch of prepping and planning for uh, the few the projects that I've got going on right now. What's that? <laughs> prepping for... You guys both jumped on. Prepping yeah. for Doomsday. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like I've got um, enough stuff on my plate right now to where... Um, it's going to be very important for me to figure out which job or which task is being done that day, either mm -hmm. based on the weather or the materials on hand, or do I need to make uh, trips, errands to run and grab materials? Where am I getting said materials? Al, I want to have a quick chat with you after the fact. Um, but yeah, it's moving from the Airstream, which is a bit of woodwork, a bit of aluminium work, a bit of wiring work. Uh, I need to check on the chassis, whether or not there's any welding work to be done underneath. Uh, and then I've got the blacksmithing work that needs to get started for the mammoth tusk thing. I've got the patio cover actually moving forward. As always, I was a bit stressed out about it uh, after making the phone calls and getting the emails that I did and thinking I had 1,400 hoops to jump through to do this. I made two phone calls, and they go, oh, the site's just old. It just does that. You know what? I'm just going to remove that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make a note in there. You can keep moving forward. I'm like, why is it like this? I wonder how many people out here are actually just trying to build, like, a simple little patio or a deck or something like that and just, I don't know, completely get deterred from doing it because the website... <laughs> that you're meant to go through is bort um <clears throat> so yeah anyway today is execution day it was supposed to be rainy and cold and shitty but in actuality it's not so i believe today is going to be picking one of those jobs to work from and feeling out how that is going to lead to the other <laughs> jobs throughout the week when am i going to take breaks i feel like i need to be able to jump back and forth efficiently uh and not overextend myself on any of them so that's me. Not a whole lot of movement forward. I posted yeah. that little video to show everybody the whalebone oh, yes. sculpture thing, which immediately I have to tell everybody that's listening, if you saw it, and if your immediate reaction was, those look like dicks, you're not alone. Yeah, And I didn't even realize that because your guys' minds are all in the gutter. <laughs> I chortled at it last week when you showed yeah, it. Oh, exactly. you, know, of course, you didn't but... even acknowledge the chortle. That's how much <laughs> your mind well, is out of the gutter. <laughs> Chris Chris Cash happened to be the first one to message me, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about because he said something about Oreo Oreo dicks. And Oreo I was like, dicks. I have no idea. Yeah. And then what he did was screenshotted it and then turned it 180 degrees and then <laughs> sent that to me, and I was like, Oh my god, they look like dick and balls. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, That's it for me, Steve. What about nice. you, though, bud? Uh, I have, uh, I've, I've had quite a lot of. I say I haven't. I, blah, 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 blah. I've, I had a coffee just before uh, recording because um, I was at my sister's, and now my brain is um, dead, and I, I genuinely can't remember what I did before uh, five minutes ago. Um, so I have no idea what I've done this week. Um, although I did, I was like trying to jot down notes and be like what have i actually done whilst you were both talking and the only two things i can remember is the first one was that i found my D, &D dice uh and i've been looking for them since like august um so that was a that was a nice surprise 
uh, and I still don't have anyone to play D and D with. Um, and Friday and Saturday, uh, so I've just been like I'm still doing six days a week for the the bakery at the moment. Um, although we've got new drivers in, um, so I'm going to be cutting down on my shifts uh, now. Like basically, I think uh, Thursday I've actually got Thursday off. So Thursday, I'm going to um, be able to catch up on some of the paperwork and shit that I've kind of left to one side, including the like the maker collective thing that I'm working on. That Al, I wanted to pick your brains about um, when you nice. have time. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm hopefully going to be able to do that. Um, I'm hoping that I can start having Fridays off as a regular thing because that is when Joe and Jimmy are both off work so this week because the electrician has finally finished all of his work in joe's workshop uh we got to go to joe's workshop and have a bit of a play day the, the three of us um which was awesome um it was really nice to actually be able to just make whatever we wanted uh which meant that i took over a load of um high carbon scraps and stuff like that and some leaf springs and jimmy started making a chef's knife out of a entire section of leaf spring rather than bothering to cut it down which was glorious shaped like a knife just yeah it. <laughs> exactly. yeah it's fine um and obviously i didn't actually do any forging because i was going around just like tweaking things and setting things up and like bringing tools over to help joe out because it wasn't quite like it wasn't completely set up um so i kind of foregoed for for gay for gade for gond the okay. I for for went for went the uh um I, i'm pretty sure that's i don't fucking know english no, that's a small town near clickenen <laughs> in the north wales mountains um <laughs> idiot uh yeah i i didn't do any of the i didn't do any forging uh on that day because i was going around doing all that but joe was back in there on sunday so i went over and again just just played around um and it was really nice i got to start on a chest knife that i uh, need to make for a friend um and also just used up some scrap steel just just mucking around with different shapes and playing some some different ideas um including a little mini cleaver which so that that started out as i um i was going to make a uh like a mini blacksmith knife from that bit still because it was only like what that like so two and a half inches long and maybe half an inch wide um and i was like oh yeah i'll make one of those little mini blacksmith knives out of it uh but did the set down way too um short uh so i did that and i was like oh fuck and then looked at it and was like actually that kind of looks like one of the little mini cleavers i've seen like some people do i was like i might do a little mini cleaver because essentially that means i'm done i just need to heat treat it and sharpen it um and because I've got that little one by um, grinder, I was like, that's a really good opportunity to use that. And I can use the jig that I've made up um, and test it out. And like, it's a bit of grinding practice. And it's basically, it's it's free practice because I'm not going to do anything else with this bit of steel. It's scrap. Um, so yeah, it was quite nice doing that, which obviously I then did, posted some pictures up of and had a few people being like, can, can I get one of them? Um, so of course that little... Uh, thing then led on to more work and other jobs um which segues beautifully into this week's topic um don't roll your eyes at me brett this that was a perfect segue and it's not a segue unless you announce that it's a segue 
Otherwise, how would people know? It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we were going to talk about um, how the fuck did you word it? Uh, jobs that lead to other jobs. Little jobs that lead to bigger jobs. That Not necessarily it? little to big, but just, yeah. You, you yeah. Doing something to facilitate another thing or the opposite, doing something when you should be doing something else. Because... <laughs> yeah. Wet sanding walnut burl in the kitchen when you try to replace a clutch <laughs> is Instagram will tell you it's it's a neurodivergent tendency to uh, yeah. um to get easily distracted and do other things. Um but I mean at work we we often will do small jobs in order to get big jobs. Yeah, yeah. And not in not in the old cliched way of like, oh, I'll do this bit of work for free, and uh, next time yeah. no, but we actually yeah. will we'll invest in work, yeah, with the pretense that actually it might open some doors or it might um, get us out there, and you know, more yeah. people will see what we do. So it's it's, it's a valuable um, tool. And then uh, then it got me thinking about kind of in the maker community how we would work with someone or um, do something for someone, and then suddenly those these doors open and you're suddenly doing yeah. another job or a bigger job or a better job yeah. and brett i mean this kind of i guess is what happened with the with john and it was like make me this tiny little thing and then all of a sudden you're his go-to guy <laughs> yeah yeah um, um he's he's a really good example i mean the work that i'm doing over there is a prime example of what we're talking about um and i won't i won't necessarily overlook the fact that the longer story that i know i've, I've talked about a few times on different podcasts or random interviews where every job that i had in the past kind of led to the next thing and it was just going with the gut to figure out that seems to be like the right thing and then i would inherently take stuff that i learned from the previous jobs over to the next ones which is now why i'm able to look at john and do yes fossil sculpturally things but also he's the airstream project and then yeah. you know personally i have this patio project and none of them really have anything to do with each other but they all do require similar amounts of skill or problem solving um so it's really nice to be able to put uh, utilizable skills to task mm. that i never really thought that's how it was going to feed into each other but that's why i'm able to accept the nonsensical shit that i'm doing nowadays didn't really thrive off of it go on yeah. steve i mean it <laughs> I think I talked about this a little bit before when I talked about um, leaving the forge um, and the fact that I had a, a conversation with my friend Camille and that conversation was about, it was about tour driving specifically, um, but just in a general sense that um, if you're, if you're looking at going full time or if you're looking to change your, um, your career path or your, your, the path of, that your life is on at the, at the moment. Um, sometimes those kind of uh, the opportunities that you want don't appear until you start doing them. If that makes sense. Okay. So like, you know, you, you kind of have to be in a position to take those opportunities before those opportunities will appear. Um, so, you know, you might do that, that first gig or that first job or whatever, uh, for not necessarily for free, like it's. I'm not saying like, oh, no, but it's, it's, it's like it's but, like investing in something and getting the tools, yeah. and it costs you more than yeah. it's worth, but actually, the investment 
is hundred percent. Then you're set up and you've got the knowledge and the experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, you might you might not get paid for your time because, like you say, you're, you're buying tools and material or, or you're learning on it, and it takes you three times longer than it should do. Mm. But you then have you know you have something that you can add to your portfolio, but also that leads to meeting other people. I mean, like the like everything that I've done in the last six months has all been based off the fact that you know I met one person that led to another job that led to another job that's led to something else mm. and that's kind of how I um am setting things up and the fact that um these other jobs that I will hopefully be able to talk about in a month um that uh uh for like mystery fucking Steve it's not Hollywood <laughs> Steve anymore it's mystery Steve <laughs> um Steve but... M Shamily Mamily Man <laughs> But like a lot of this stuff is, it's just from getting to know someone. Um, they've had someone come to them for or re- like requesting something from them. They've gone, I can't help you with that, but I know someone that might not be able to help, but will at least know someone that knows someone. Um, so I had that person come to me. And then purely from being like, oh, yes, we can definitely do that. But also here's a bunch of other things that we can do or we could talk about has led to some other really interesting things being on the horizon um and some stuff that i never would have thought i would have got involved in but you know it's it's there and whilst i might not get be kind of directly involved in terms of like I, it might not be my business that's doing it um just being involved with those projects i know is going to lead to other fucking awesome things yeah i mean you you, you hit the nail on the head for me there it's it's the facilitating <laughs> things that you never thought you were going to do yeah. So like 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 the the car thing and, and all of a sudden I'm I'm polishing walnut burrs. I, I would never <laughs> I would I would never do this. Yeah, yeah. But it, it this this knock on effect and this cascade made it made it happen. But also when you're involving other people, you might get them to do one thing, but then all of a sudden they're going, Oh, by the way, while I do that, we yeah. could also do this, isn't that a great idea? Then suddenly the conversations are opened up. Yeah. You've got this idea of a whole new avenue of things. Um I mean I it sounds like a sort of a bit of a there's probably really organized people right who plan everything out what's your five year plan and everything's planned out and then and then they've got a what are those things called on the wall with squares on with calendars yeah them and they and they put in things that they're going to do and it's all yeah. planned out yeah whereas the approach of like try something go off on a tangent up do something else start a, it sounds like a mess yeah. right it sounds like a sounds yeah. like chaos um but it opens up things you would never have done before yeah um and it instigates new ideas it's kind of like sort of like jazz like sort of free for breaths what's that <laughs> thing what's that like method of writing or drawing where you don't think about it and you just let your hands do it <gasps> oh, oh my god where you just oh my god your, you know what i mean yeah yes yeah. Oh that, no! Okay, keep talking. I'm gonna. But, keep, but it's I'm sort of kind, of kind of frees your inhibitions. Yeah. Um. And it might be that an hour job suddenly becomes something that you spend a day doing or, or reorganizing, or you get sidetracked and you do it. But yeah. you would never have done that. You would never have planned. I'm going to spend a day organizing the garage. No, because I haven't got a day or to. I'm too busy. Yeah, yeah. But if you got there accidentally <laughs> and did it, it's way more valuable, and I love it. And it and it is frustrating, and it is chaos. And some people will probably get super annoyed by it. Yeah. But, but I find it really valuable. Yeah. Like hundred percent. And like, I think those kind of those days where you end up doing, let's say like just ripping everything, like you go down to, <laughs> you go down to the workshop and you're like, right, I'm just going to quickly go down and I'm going to 
just yeah quickly knock together like, i'm gonna make a nail or i'm gonna make a chopping board or whatever yeah. and you go well that, that that hinge is squeaking yeah like <laughs> fuck i can't do it because of this and you end up ripping fucking everything out and reorganizing everything and you're like shit i didn't do the one thing i came yeah. down to but it means that next time you go in the workshop everything's going to be so much better and it, it it kind of makes things more efficient so it means that you're able to work better the next time you're down there and like but i think one of the things with these kind of situations is they're not it's not something you can plan on you just have to trust the process as it were um and not every job is going to lead to another job some jobs it's just it's a dead end but generally like i mean that's how people build businesses like it's through word of mouth it's through like you get a reputation for being good at something by doing the thing and, and being better at it and then people recommend you um and like one of the 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 jobs that I've got coming up, uh, hopefully next month, maybe the month after, um, I'm going to be working uh, essentially with um, film and TV people. Um, and I know working on that set is going to be in, like an incredible experience. And it is 100% worth me doing just for the experience that I will gain whilst I'm there doing that. But the connections I can make and the uh, the conversations I can have, and I don't know where those things might lead. I don't know who I'm going to speak to or where those um, those connections could lead. You know, it, it nothing might come of it. I might do the the two months, and at the end of it, that's it. You know, it it's done, it's over with, and I never speak to anyone from there again. Or it might be a case of I go and that leads on to something else, and then that leads on to something else, and then that leads on something else. And um, it's it's really uh, it's it's really hard to explain that to someone that doesn't um, that hasn't ever experienced that. Like, especially if someone has literally just done like a nine to five their entire life. Like, they've worked in an office, they've applied for jobs at different companies, but that like, it's been very insular. Um, it's hard to explain how uh, <laughs> how how to trust that process and how to to just kind of accept that you can't plan for random encounters but you can trust that random encounters will happen um and it i, I like that kind of hmm, look it might have been like, one of the most eloquent things steve's ever said on this podcast <laughs> um but yeah it, it's really difficult to um to explain it and especially when someone asks like oh what are you doing and you go i don't know i or what are you doing like in six months time go i don't know but i know it's going to be something cool because you just have to trust that those things are going to come up and again it's about being um being uh free like able to take those opportunities which i, I know i'm repeating myself but that's a huge part of it and those opportunities only come up when you um, when you take that first one and then that leads on to, to others. And uh, so I think it's important to, you know, if you, if you want these things to happen, you, you kind of have to make them happen a couple of times before it's, it's like getting the, the ball rolling sort of thing. You, you just have to, to do it. And that, that might require a little bit of, uh, extra input, but then once it gains inertia, you know, it, it can lead to all sorts of things. And that, that could be anything from like, let's say like a full-time fucking life-changing thing like I've done. Or to you know going down your workshop to make a chopping board and ending up reorganizing everything and coming up with a fancy jig that does some wonderful bit of woodworkery or whatever. I think there's something in there though that you do have to 
throw away your kind of not your fears but like if you if you if you just try and stick to the same model nothing's mm. going to change so there has yeah. to be something where you're like okay i'm going to talk to different people now or i'm going to oh, try God, a yeah, yeah. approach because yeah it sounds like fishing it sounds you know you, if you if you interpreted this wrong it could be that you just you're sat at the side of a pond fishing yeah and you just keep trying yeah but what we're saying is no stop fishing go and put some like rabbit nooses in the forest and then and then you know and then go and hunt for some eggs and, and like yeah. try diff completely different things yeah because the just that constant like trying to, to, to... or e even just move further down the fucking riverbank or try a different kind of yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like yeah, change change things up a little bit and just see what happens and see what else i mean it's the same with fucking everything like you don't you shouldn't try one thing it's it's it, it's like cooking. Like I'm gonna bring it back to food because obviously it's, it's this thing. We spent far too long on fishing. Let's get back to yeah. cooking. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you don't um, you don't like find one recipe that works and then never. Well, I mean, some people do, but you don't like find one recipe that works and then never make any other type of food ever again. Like I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but, but you know, like you. That, that's one of the joyful things about cooking is the fact that you you try new things you experiment you try putting a little bit of this in you try putting a little bit of that and you, you you know you get a recipe that works and then you you add a little bit or you go well i've mastered the art of making toad in a hole mm. so now i'm gonna have a go at making shichuka like you know it you mix it up um and yeah i think like that element of not even throwing a spanner in the works but like a, a little bit of forced random no, that's, chance. That's, that's a nice way of putting it. Like, mess it up. Yeah. You know, derail the train. Because mm. then it's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's a pretty so, weak metaphor. So, but, but, <laughs> yeah. It's that whole thing of, like, forcing, forcing a change because, like, and I think a lot of people fear change because it's the, oh, but what, what do I do if it goes wrong? And I mean, there is the argument of like, yeah, but what do you do if it all goes right? But also, you know, even if you don't change your plans, even if you don't change what you're doing and you're doing the same thing every day, something can still go wrong. Someone can still come in and like your your electrics could go or, you know, your table saw could break or you could get hit by a bus and, you know, be walking around with one leg. You know, there's so many other things that could happen. And you, we are very good as, um, as, fucking entities we are able to adapt to change like yes it's very nice to have a regular routine and everything but like especially within the maker community we're, we're good at, at problem solving like that's what we're we're here for that's what we do and you can do that with things within your life and like yes it can be scary because obviously we all have bills to pay but you don't have to necessarily change absolutely everything you don't have to Quit your job on a whim. I mean, I I do highly recommend it because says the captain of the quit your job yeah. on a whim team. <laughs> yeah, because it it's worked out great for me so far. But you know, like you don't have to do that. But I think, yeah, you do have to throw in a little random element of change, whatever that may be. You you, you touched on something there because th there's there's a situation at work which occurs far too often. Yeah, where people are planned planned in. To work on something yeah and for whatever reason the client hasn't got feedback something comes up with production blah 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 they can't work on that job yeah 
And all of a sudden, their world fucking crumbles and collapses around them, right? And the whole studio grinds to a halt. And they sit there going, I've got nothing to do. Because my one job I was planning to do. Yeah. I've worked at the same place for like eight years now. Yeah. And there has not been a single minute of that time where I've not had something to do. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you go into your day with only one thing to do, you're doing something fucking wrong. Yeah. Because the second that something stops, I've got a list of 10 things waiting for me to do that I could do. Yeah. You know, which are either more important or more interesting or more productive, more valuable, um, going to help other people more than the thing that I was. I mean, I'm joking about the calendar thing but that was yeah. on the calendar for me to do. Right? Yeah. Something yeah, dropped yeah. off the calendar. It's not something like, well, that's a day wasted. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's a fucking day opportunity. Yeah. You've got 24 hours now to fill your boots that has not been taken up by yeah. what it said on the bit of paper. And like, because that, that um, leads like my head into one of the other things that i i see that and that really frustrates me and it's this whole idea of like forced creativity like i'm gonna set aside a bit of time and i'm gonna i'm gonna be creative in that time or where and it's like again this whole thing of random chance you just have to to take those opportunities when they come like if you're, shoe. <laughs> if you're if you're feeling creative then you have to allow yourself to go and be creative in that moment rather than trying to force it it's like the the analogy that i that always comes into my head is when um when it's someone's birthday or whatever and it's like oh we're all going to go to the pub and we're going to have the best night ever because we're going to go here and then we're going to here and then we're going to no the, the best nights out are the ones where you go i'm just going to go out for a quick one and 13 hours later you're on a plane to magaloof or whatever like not magaloof no no one wants to go to magaloof terrible but you know, like it's it's those random nights where you just you you follow the the chaos, and I think that it's it's allowing yourself to to do that to follow that chaos of whatever's happening. You're like, right, I'm going to go from here to here to here to here to here, but you don't you don't plan it, and like the it, the path might do this, and it might lead all over the place. Do what? But th this. <laughs> all right, this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> which is great for the audio listeners, um, but. I think, yeah, I, I just, I don't like the idea of um, of trying to to force plan stuff like that. Because again, it goes back to this whole thing of like, if you're trying to make a massive change, you have to allow for the fact that shit's not going to go to plan. And it's, it's all well and good having a five-year plan as long as you accept that that five-year plan is just an end goal. It's it is going to change. Everything is going to fucking change. Like if you, if you, in 2019, if you'd gone, right, this is my five-year plan. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then bang, you've got a fucking pandemic that's going to break the world for two years. That shit's going to change. And mm -hmm. there is always going to be something that is, whether it's on a global scale or on a personal scale, there's always going to be something that's going to change that plan. So I think you have to kind of be at peace with the fact that the, the world is fucking chaos and you just have to deal with it and roll with it rather than mm -hmm. trying to plan around it all the time. I mean, don't get mm -hmm. wrong, like it's good to have some semblance of a plan, but at the same time, be willing to adapt it and to take opportunities as and when they come. Mm -hmm. um, I want to make a, a reference and then possibly a challenge, possibly a challenge attached to this. Uh, and I, I know I have referenced this before, but Steve, everything you're talking about on grander scale, um, life and all that, <laughs> yeah. it's reminding me of the, um, 
you know, you go to fix a light bulb and you realize the wiring's bad. Like Al <laughs> working on the cars constantly, right? Oh, I'm just going to fix the trim. Oh, now the, the interior of the body. Oh, now the plastic pieces. Oh, now the whatever. It's what we're talking about with this this whole one job leading to another. And uh, they did it in Malcolm in the Middle, and then they referenced it in Breaking Bad by having mm. Walter White kind yeah. of do a callback. And it's just like, Skyler, there's rot. Well, he started just <laughs> fixing a light bulb and now he's under yeah. the house dealing with stuff. Um, you referenced the the moments of creativity that hit, you know, and it's they're kind of impossible to plan. You can't yeah. necessarily put creative time on a calendar. I am convinced 99.99% that it just doesn't work that way for yeah. anybody. Inspiration but, doesn't come on a schedule. It's correct. So in my in my brain creative spark moment is you know everyone's been sharpening their pencils recently yeah okay well what i'd love to see and it would take a little bit more production is what happens when the creativity hits so just watching people like making a sandwich and then going <gasps> and then five minutes of them going and making something and coming back and then finishing the sandwich Something like that where you you get like a little bit of insight on what do you do to to relieve that creative pressure or where do you take it when the moment hits? What does that mean? Is it directed towards a specific kind of project or job or material? Um, I know for me, it can range everywhere from just an idea, a visual image pops up into my head and I need to just draw it. I need to jot it down on paper. So I have the notebook sitting around, but yeah. in the forge, it's a little bit different with I'm, I'm in there and I know I want to do something forge wise. And I pick up a random bit of steel and it has this shape to it already. It's a, yeah. it's an off cut or a scrap and it has this something attached to it. And I just have to like dive down that rabbit hole to see if I can achieve whatever creative moment that, that was sparked there. And yeah. so I don't want to issue it as like a full on pools of tools challenge, but I'm just, I, I would love to hear about or see more of these moments where when the creativity really hits, mm. when the beat drops, yeah. Yeah. what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think like, unless someone's literally filming themselves 24 seven, you're not gonna be able to capture the, like the initial moment. Uh, recreate it although yeah although i do recreate kind of love the, the creativity Re recreativity yeah. recreativity yeah uh i do kind of love the idea Gross. of like, say, like someone like a, a shot of someone making a sandwich and just being like it's a thing and then running down the workshop um but yeah because yeah, i be, i would you, you joke but that that is the bit that yeah is iconic like yeah 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 N newton coming up with the theory of gravity yeah Nobody really remembers that. They remember the fucking apple yeah. or, you know, Archimedes bath. They don't, yeah. they don't, know, they don't really exactly. know what Archimedes is on about, but they remember the fucking baths. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I kind of, I, I, I do. I love that kind of idea. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it'd be, it would be good uh, to, to kind of, like say, see some, like some of those moments of, in of inspiration. Um, Cause I'm, I'm the same as you, like all of a sudden it'll come and it's nine times out of 10. It's when I'm driving. Um, and obviously I do a lot of driving, <laughs> but rips over to the side of the road. I, I have done on, like, multiple occasions. I've been driving along and just gone, fuck, I need to, I need to make a note of this. Cause this is fucking brilliant. And, um, 
I've I've either had to texted like, Jamie, put, pull over to a, a layby and like put it in my notes app, and I've even to the point where I've done little kind of drawings of stuff um, just on the notes app, just because I'm like I need to fucking get this down. Um, or it, you joke, but yeah, on more than one occasion, I've voice noted friends, whether it's Jamie or Joe or Jimmy or someone whose name doesn't begin with a J, um, where it's just been like. I've had this really good idea. I was thinking about this. Da, 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 da. In fact, I did it with um, Rasmus. Uh, I bet you did. <laughs> uh, yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, I was listening to the Two Thirds podcast. He was talking about something, and it was a problem that I'd been thinking about previously. Um, and as I was just heading down to the workshop, I was like, fuck, I think I've just figured out how to, like, the solution for that. Yes, that would work. And I was going through it. I was like, yeah, this would totally all work. And um, and I, so I was like, right, I would, you know, me and Rasmus have both got this issue. We both want to solve this problem. So I just voice noted Rasmus and was like, hey, man, I appreciate this is really random, but it was just into the podcast. You said this thing. How about doing it like this, this, and this? And because then you could have it like this, and then this could go in there. And you know, it, it was a, essentially just a start of a 10 for him, which meant that he can then go off and do it in his way. I can do it in my way but it was just that um because i i find that i have to share that inspiration because all those notes in my notes app nothing's ever going to happen with them because i needed to do something with it in that moment like when i'm down the workshop and i'm like fuck i don't know what to do i never look in my notes app. i never go oh fuck where is it like i've got a, a trello board that has got a load of projects on it that is great because i can plan like if i'm like right i know i've got sunday off and i need to make some stuff i can look at it beforehand and i go right okay i'm gonna work on that today or i need to work on this or whatever um but those random things that come up unless it's a solution to a pre-existing problem if it's just a i really want to make this thing it's it's really hard to um regain that or recall that inspiration and that excitement over something um well, that, when yeah, you're not in that you moment, can't, you can't do the same thing twice. Then in that note, yeah, you can't. Go, yeah. oh guys, I did this, and it, and it really inspired me to do it. Let's all do it together. It's like, oh, this yeah, this is crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's as as good as writing those things down is. If you can share it, it would be um, good. Would it be good, but, Steve? Or I yeah yeah I, I guess you could say that it would be spiffing. Uh, Al, have you got an order? It's abs, ABS. ABS, which means that, Al, you are first. So this might be a respiff, so apologies if it is. Um... Oh, where's he gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Did you lose it? No, it made text boxes too small. Oh. Um, so this might be a respiff, and I can't remember who spiffed it originally but it's the netflix show dark yes brett spiffed it so i tried to watch it and it was fucking toilet and <laughs> and i hated it yeah and then i realized it was because of the dub and i think you told me this at the time that the english dub was terrible and it was so bad yeah 
And it sounds like a such a fucking hipster thing to say. Like, I actually only watch anime with the original audio, and the <laughs> and, and my version of the 4K Akira only has the uh, the the 1997 translation. Right? It's not about that. It's that it's unwatchable, and it's not yeah. just like everything's dubbed. And it was the same with 1899, which is made by the same people. Even yeah. the fucking English people and the English language is ADR'd. And I'm yeah. like, why have you done this? Like, nothing has any feeling or atmosphere or emotion or anything. So I started again on Dark, and I love it. And I've been hooked, and I'm into the third series now. I'm a, I'm about 40% sure that they're doing a fucking Lost on me, and nothing will yeah. be included. I know. And I'm really annoyed and worried about it. Yeah, I'm, tr- However, I'm trying to However, even if, even if is, that is the case, it's still beautifully made, beautifully shot. I've never seen casting so fucking good. I've, I, I I literally get excited when I, it's about time travel, right? Yeah. To see what the older version of a person looks like. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking nail it every time. And it's like, yes, that is what they look like. <laughs> um, and I love it. And the show's great. And yeah, it's it's very interesting. And it's not your average. It's like a kind of thriller, horror, yeah, sci-fi. And it's very satisfying. Nice. Mm-hmm. But... As I say, I'm in the final series now, and I think it's doing a lost, but I'm I'm going to give it the benefit of a doubt just in case. Nice one, cool, okay. good, good shout. Watch it dark on Netflix, but watch it with the original audio and the subtitles. Cool. Brett, what about you? Me. So we spent almost the entire episode talking about creative processes and how to deal with things therein. I know I've spiffed a channel similar to this or a couple of channels similar to this in the past but recently i got another youtube suggestion um and the channel is called process x and i'll give a little disclaimer as i have before i'm not 100 percent sure if this is like a person or a production company or how this channel is controlled but they just they're going around and filming different processes of making things I'm always really interested. It's the, it's the how, how it's made, how, it's made, how things work, how things are made. How did yes. they do that? Yeah. And these happen to be either more specific things or things that are a little bit more. Uh, I'm a little bit more keen on. There is some blacksmithing in there. There's a guitar one that's really beautiful. There's pots and pans, forks, and mass production versus uh, still handmade but in large quantities type of mix. Um, it's really interesting. I, I don't know. I just, I'm always a fan of seeing what the process of making these things are or how somebody approaches this and even getting that little bit of creative, uh, push from just watching somebody else use minimal tools to create a thing. Or I did watch one of the blacksmithing ones where they're making, uh, sashimi knives and it's not no part of that process is something I haven't seen before, but some of the tools that are in there and some very special ways that they do the heat treating and the tempering where like Steve, I know I've seen it before, but you know how those guys can just drop water on a blade and they're like, Oh, it's around this temperature. And you're like, yeah, I had to look up the lead and frost effect after watching one of the videos. Cause <laughs> I was like, when does that actually kick in? When does the thing happen? Yeah. Um, and it's pretty brilliant. Just small things like that that can kind of go into my own Rolodex of So it's not processing. like on an industrial scale, it's not like how it's made where they show you like a tofu factory. 
uh, a few oh, of them are. That's yeah. it goes back and forth. So it's like right. a sculptor wood carver, and the whole video is one little sculpture that he makes. And then there's the one of like how to make pencils, <laughs> billions of pencils. Um, so you kind of it's a give and take. Uh, some of them are more enticing to me, but it's in the show notes. Process X. Again, disclaimer, I don't know if the people are getting paid to do this or how this company works, but the videos are really interesting. You want to know how a pencil is made? Go to the Derwent uh, Pencil Museum in Keswick, where the first pencil was made. Nice. Beautiful town. Yeah. I I, I say, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I've never been there, but I have, I have used the pencil. Ah, oh, it's going to be beautiful then. Um, but yeah, I have used the pencils many times. Um, good, good. I, X, all one word. I will have to check that out. That sounds quite interesting. Uh, although I've, sorry, I got completely distracted because you said about tofu, and now I'm trying to remember what it was that I saw that someone made like tofu. Like, it wasn't bean tofu, but it was something like ran, a random bean tofu. I think it was like spinach or something like that. And I was like, how the fuck can you make tofu out of spinach? And it was the whole thing. It was really interesting. Anyway, um, I am gonna spiff. Uh, fuck you. Um, someone that, in fact, I sent. After Al complaining that it's only 14-year-olds on TikTok, uh, I've started sending Al the occasional and TikTok Tim. video. And Tim, obviously. Uh, I've started sending Al the occasional TikTok. And one of them was BH, uh, no, BXTH Studio, uh, who is a relief print person uh, based in Copenhagen in Denmark. Um, and Ooh. the print that I sent, it was a... Uh, it, so the actual design was just a, a possum, like like with its mouth open, looking like it was shouting. And in the back, it was just a like a bunch of A's, and the sound over the top was screaming. And it was fucking hilarious, and it looks great. Which led me to this person's um, Instagram. Uh, and there's a couple on here that I really like. There's one that I think is perfect for Brett, which is uh, talk it through as a crew. Um, and not only has it got crew in it and the talk it through is a crew thing, but it's also got a little cat, uh, which I thought Brett would enjoy. Um, my personal favorite, which is live, laugh, lobotomy. Um, and uh, also ass, just ass on a, as a print. And it's all done on like handmade recycled paper. Um, and yeah, it's like, the, I, I know very little about this person or what they do. Um, I just really like the the stuff of theirs that I've I've seen. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to someone that's doing some cool stuff. Oh, you put your hand up. Yeah, just a, a breaking bad call back. It is an opossum, not a possum. Sorry. Yes. Possums are from Australia and are cute. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Wrong wrong kind of possum. Although aren't they still some I, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure well, Americans call them possums, even. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, that's just because letters preceding consonants shouldn't be pronounced. You shouldn't be pronounced, okay? Like, okay, right, um, <laughs> like experimental, uh, experimental, <laughs> America, America. <laughs> there you go, you got to wear uh, yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is uh, BXTH Studio on Instagram, Etsy, and TikTok, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, and actually, it links perfectly into the subject because that video apparently went viral and they've had a shit ton of orders. Um, 
for that print just because that video went viral. So it's one of those things that, you know, one job leads to to many others. Uh, Callback. Is there any other business? I have a little bit. So while you think, Al, no, I'm going to mind. Um, I watched uh, Laura's latest video earlier today, uh, and I haven't watched anybody's videos in ages. Um, but Laura's one where she found damp in the new tiny house and had to rip up all the floor, and it was very sad and everything. But there was a good little uh, interlude. Yeah, interlude. Um, Intermission. Intermission. That's the fucking word I was looking for. Uh, where she went to America and uh, worked with someone on creating her own style of jacket. Uh, but the guy that she went to see is Tyler Hayes. Um, and yeah, he, he just seems like a really, really interesting guy. Uh, and sounds like he does basically everything you could imagine. Um, and I would highly recommend uh, checking out Laura's video. Obviously, always watch Laura's videos because they're always brilliant. But this one's quite good because you get to see a little bit about him. And yeah, it's just quite interesting. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, you, did, you didn't have any no. AOB, did you? Cool. Uh, right. In which case, if you want to find us, you can find us. Oh, in Al all whoa, whoa, of... whoa, whoa, ah, whoa, 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 Alan. whoa. Alan. It's Where's the it? Alan segment. It's the Alan segment. Uh, just bear with me while I scroll back up. Um, any other? We should call it any other Alan. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet, angry and late for work, and I thought, I don't have time for this shit. Uh, he did actually send us another one that I forgot to read out last week as well, which I'm just scrolling back to now. Uh, where is it? Oh, wait, no. Uh, hang on. Wasn't there a why did the chicken cross the road joke? This good... No, it was, it was from John, uh, and it was, uh, did you hear? <laughs> Fuck sakes! Did you hear about the cross-eyed circumciser punchline? He got the sack. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, just, just for that, I want to ban John from the the Facebook group. Um, yes, that that was uh, any other Alan. Um, if you have uh, jokes, facts, or anything that you would like to have us talk about. Um, you can feel free to email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Um, and if you want to get in touch with any of us individually, then we can be found in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Walnut Shack. Sounds like a delicious cocktail Ooh. bar. It Ooh. does. Ooh. Uh, okay, I don't know too. why. I don't know why I have to do the at and really pronounce the T, but it's, yeah, it's become a thing. Um, and if you want to find us as a group, we are Fools with Tools or FWT Podcast. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, send until, us an email that isn't an Alan joke. Yeah, someone other than Alan, send us an email. Uh, other than Alan or Tim, I don't want to hear from Tim. Tim um, Alan. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, until next week, we love you and go out and do just, just add a little bit of random chance to your life and just see what happens. Uh, but until next time, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.